Don't be afraid. Take the message that you have been given. Take the message that the angel of the Lord has delivered to you. Take the message that the Lord is speaking through you too. Take the message and go. Hello, loves, and welcome back to another episode of the Iron Wifey Podcast, where we sharpen and encourage one another in Christ. I'm your host, Michaela Robertson, and thanks for joining me for another year, because yes, it is 2023. This is the first year or the first episode of this year. Thanks for for blessing me with your presence, your ears for another year, another week, another Sunday, and of course, another opportunity for us to walk in the Lord's will for our lives. Now, today's message is near and dear to my heart because not only are we kicking off a new year, most new years come with new perspectives, you know, new year, new me. It's now almost February. We're past the point of new years. We're past the point of new us. (laughs) And quite honestly, in the last season of the Iron Boy podcast, I closed the season with the message that this year, the word for my year for 2023 is divine. And technically my year kind of started October of 2023, last year when I actually had my birthday. So I'm not much of a new year's resolution person. My word kind of starts for the new year of my life. So when I turned 29, the word for the year was divine. So all through 2023, the word for the year is divine until I turn 30, which is in a few months. Crazy. Um, but anywho, we digress. I found it very interesting that the message that the Lord gave me for this year being divine, I believe had a lot to do with God's love and understanding what and not even just understanding, but accepting what it means to embrace all things of God, how to give it all to God, how to trust fully in God, how to give my all to God, how to receive from God, how to be obedient to God, how to really take in his word. And I feel like to walk in the divine is to walk in expectancy of just really embodying and learning and embracing who God is to you in your life and all things. Um, And so I know that God is love and I'm really just embodying the divine in this year. (laughs) That sounded real spiritual, but like, I am really just embodying the divine within this year. And even though uh, it is almost February and we we have been like 30 days into the year, basically um, so much has happened in 30 days. So much has happened um, just in this year alone, but a lot has happened since we last spoke. So welcome back. I say all this to say, I missed you guys. It's been a few months. Welcome back. The message that I want to share with you today is don't be afraid to share your story or don't be afraid tell your testimony, however you want to take that. Uh, Because I have learned that the Lord is leading me to tell my story. And I've also learned that my, my testimony holds weight. It holds power in the kingdom. It allows people to be healed, to be set free. And when the Lord gives us a testimony, it's not for us to hide. It's not for us to be ashamed of. It's for us to share. And so that is the theme of today's episode. That is the theme of today's conversation. Don't be afraid. Share your testimony. <clears throat> and there is something in my throat. I had some water, y'all. I'm almost choked, but we're good now. But there's something in my throat. So excuse me if I keep coughing. What I want to focus on today is 
the resurrection and the great commission. So I want you guys to join me over in the book of Matthew chapter 28 uh, verses. We're actually just going to go throughout the entire chapter. Yeah, we're going to go throughout the entire chapter. I'm not just going to stick you guys with like a couple of verses and be like, hey, figure this out for yourselves. Like, no, we're going to go through the entire chapter because I've learned so much just in reading the word, why we shouldn't be afraid, but also how it's a command for us to not be afraid and to tell our story. Struggling over here, y'all. Okay, so flip with me to the book of Matthew 28. Now I'm reading from the NLT translation. You can read from whatever translation the Lord leads you. Um, but this chapter breaks down the um, the story of Jesus toward the end. So this is after he has been uh, accused. This is after he has been arrested, after he has been crucified, after he has died on the cross and they have buried them. This is the resurrection. And a lot of people tell this story, especially pastors and churches around Easter time, where we talk about the resurrection of Christ. But I want us to really look at the resurrection of Christ as instructions, um, because it's this chapter that really taught me so much about what I need to do next. And I have been in a season in my life where I've been asking and seeking the Lord, and I'm asking him, hey, what's next? Not necessarily because I don't know what to do, but because there's so much that I can do, I don't know the first step to take. Does that make sense? <clears throat> you know, when you have so many gifts or you have so many ideas and there's so many different ways that you can go, you're just like, what do I do? Do I just, do I go this way? Do I go this way? Which way do you want me to go, Lord? And so I've been in that season and I'm like, yo, look, I need direction, please. <laughs> Please give me direction. I need it. I'm asking. I'm begging, please. Um, so I'm in that. And I have another story for you guys. I actually, this is not what I expected to come into the new year with. I actually had a whole message outlined for you guys that I thought I was going to share with you. But as I was sharing that message via like my outline, I ended up coming across this <clears throat> this chapter. And this chapter is what sparks the message for today. And so Matthew 28, it's broken down into three parts. The first one is the resurrection of Christ. The second one is the report of the guard. And then the third one is the great commission. Now, the resurrection of Christ, we know that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He was resurrected. And on the third day, he rose again. Um, and now he's seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. Okay, so he's already been resurrected. This is the third day. So Matthew 28, it reads, early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. But suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. And then the angel spoke to the women. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. And so come see where his body's lying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he was risen from the dead and he's going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. And so the women ran quickly from the tomb. They were frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him, grasped his feet, worshiped him. 
And Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee and they will see me there. Now, this is Matthew 28, verse 1 through 9. <clears throat> this tells the story of the resurrection. We know that Jesus was resurrection, resurrected. Um, and it's proven here in this, in these scriptures, in this section. But what I want us to look at is I want us to look at the message that was delivered. Now, for starters, Mary Magdalene and Mary, son of James and John, and I want to say it was Jesus's mom too, Mary, like the mother of Jesus, um, but Mary Magdalene and Mary, and some other versions read Mary Magdalene, Mary, and Samoa, and then another version reads Mary Magdalene, Mary, Joanna, and some other women, and so different, like, Matthew reads these two women, Mark reads three women, and then Luke reads like four and other women. So each actual chapter focuses on different things, but we're just going to focus on the book of Matthew. <clears throat> in this, Mary Magdalene and Mary go to visit the tomb. I want you to really put yourselves in the mindsets of these women because I had to. This is their friend who had just died, who they literally watched crucified, who they helped take his body down, who they prepared his body for burial, and who he has now been dead for two days, and this is the third day. And so they're going to this tomb with these spices. They're going to this tomb grieving, it's like still in a, in a position of grief where they are missing their friend. <clears throat> they don't expect him to be alive, um, but they're missing their friend, and they're expecting to pay their, their visits or pay their respects to be in what would have been his presence. And so just put them, put yourselves in their state of mind like I did. These are two women who are going to visit this tomb where their dead friend lies. And so when an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, these women, it said that they were afraid. <laughs> it said that they were afraid. Matter of fact, it said in verse four that the guards shook with fear. And when they saw the angel, they fell into a dead faint. So the guards are there fainting. These, these big old men are fainting because there's an angel there before them. And so these women get there and they're afraid. And the angel says to them, do not be afraid. Number one, he says, do not be afraid. He said, I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. So don't be afraid. You're looking for Jesus. So seek the Lord. The angel then goes to say, he isn't here. He's risen from the dead, just as he said. Come see where his body was lying. And then he said, now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And then he says, and he's going ahead of you to Galilee and you will see him there. So there are a few points that I wanted to just highlight from this alone. Do not be afraid. Seek the Lord. Go and tell your testimony. God will go ahead of you and meet you there. <clears throat> okay? Do not be afraid. Seek the Lord. Go and tell your testimony. Go and tell what you have seen. Go and share your story. He's going to go ahead of you. God will go ahead of you. He's going to go ahead of you and prepare a place. I'm going to prepare a place for you in my father's house. If that had not been so, I would not have said it. He's going ahead of you. He's going to prepare this place for you and you will see him there. You will see him there. Jesus, who is dead, you will see him there. Now, that was just with Mary Magdalene and Mary. And so what's funny in verse eight, like after they received this message from the Lord, 
they go. So it said the women ran quickly to the tomb, even though they were frightened, they were also filled with great joy. That I really love that because it said, verse eight, the women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And so literally, we just learned, don't be afraid. So even though they're afraid, they were still obedient. <laughs> Seek Jesus. They were already seeking him. Tell the testimony. So they ran. They they ran from the tomb. They just got this message from the word of the Lord. They ran to tell people about the message that they received. They ran to share their testimony. They ran to share their story. And as a result, Jesus met them and greeted them. It literally says, verse nine, as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. <clears throat> and they ran to him, grasped his feet and worshiped him. And then Jesus said in verse 10, don't be afraid, go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee and they will see me there. There's our, our points again. Don't be afraid, go, like go tell people, go do the action, get up. You can't just sit there. You can't just be still. This is your season to go. Tell people about me. Tell my brothers about what I'm telling them to do. Tell them to leave for Galilee. Tell them to obey my instructions. Tell them to obey my commands. Tell them to listen to me. And they will see me there. The Lord will meet them. So go. I feel like there was a, a meme back in the day that was like, and you can run and tell that, tell that homeboy. Like literally, like, don't be afraid. Run and tell. And you will see Jesus in the midst. He will be with you. And so what I love is that we are called, one, to fear not, two, to go, to go quickly, matter of fact, <laughs> run, just go quickly, um, three, to tell, to tell our testimony, to tell our story, to tell what the Lord is doing in our lives. Because when he says, tell your disciples, disciples are followers of Christ and not just people who follow the word, but who implement it and apply the word to their lives. And so we are called to go and tell the followers of Jesus about him. And then it says, he's going to go ahead of us. So we're not just going blindly. We're not going to a place that we do not know. Like when Abraham left his father's house, the Lord said he went to a land that he did not know. He just went and the Lord ordered his steps. He literally went ahead of him. So the Lord has been going ahead of him. And then he says, you will see them there. And not only did the Lord meet Abraham or God met Abraham where he was going, but God met these women on their way to tell their story. God met Moses and, and Joshua on the way to the promised land. Matter of fact, in Deuteronomy 30, it talks about how um, Deuteronomy 31, I think I have it in my notes here. Yeah, Deuteronomy 31, 6, it talks about how it says, do not, or so I'm sorry, do not be afraid and do not panic for the Lord, your God will personally go ahead of you and he will neither fail you nor abandon you. So he won't leave you or forsake you. And this is when Moses knew that he wasn't going into the promised land, told Joshua, hey, you're going to lead these people into the promised land. Um, and here's the charge of the Lord. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. The Lord will personally go ahead of you and he will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. And that's Deuteronomy 31, 6. And so we have been called to go. We've been called, first off, like I said, do not be afraid. Go, tell your testimony, show your story. 
and the Lord is going to go ahead of you and he will meet you there. And I had to um, really sit with this because I was afraid. I've shared the story here on the podcast. Matter of fact, the last episode um, is going to be divine, told the story on how I spoke at Confidence Activated um, and told my story on, on stage. But as of 2023, the Lord has really been revealing to me that I'm supposed to speak and that I'm supposed to be on stage and that I'm supposed to tell my story. And I'll tell you guys more stories about how he's been revealing that to me in future episodes. Um, but one thing that I... I kind of stopped myself from doing is I was afraid that I was not okay let's let's break this down right there's two parts to this number one I was afraid and we know here do not be afraid go tell your story <laughs> um number one I was afraid and we also know that fear is not of the Lord God does not give us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind so I already knew that the reason that I wasn't getting what I wanted to get and the reason that God kept revealing himself to me, like kept sending messengers, kept sending revelations, kept sending and putting me in situations where people were literally speaking into my life what I didn't want to receive um, was because that I was afraid. And a lot of us operate in fear because we don't feel like we are qualified enough. We don't feel like we are good enough. We feel afraid that we're going to fail or mess up. We get discouraged. You know, Moses was like, don't send me. I got to stutter. Use Aaron instead. So it's like, we feel like we're not, um, we're not up to standard or up to par to be able to deliver a word from the Lord. Or we just feel like we're afraid of ourselves. And honestly, I had to get out of that because it's not me who is speaking this. Honestly, y'all, it's not me who's even, <laughs> yes, it's me speaking, but if I can be real with you, I had totally different plans for my life than what we are here talking about today, than what my life looks like today. So I had to understand that it's not me who speaks and it should never be according to Michaela or what Michaela says, or, you know, based on the word of Michaela, it is thus says the Lord. And the Lord has been moving in my life and the Lord has delivered me from some things and the Lord continues to order my steps. And for me to not share what the Lord is doing into my life, the Bible says that it is a sin to not do what you're supposed to do or to know what you're supposed to do and not do it. It is a sin. And I want to say this in James. It is a sin to know what you're supposed to do and not do it. So even procrastination is a sin. Um, but I say this to say, I was afraid to tell my story because I did not think, number one, that I was qualified enough to be on stages with people who I see on stages. Um, and then also, I was afraid that I would mess up the word of God. Because even as a believer, even as a Christian, a follower of Christ, when you place yourself in a public spotlight or when you place yourself on a platform or when you open your mouth and you speak to people, you, you I'm not going to say you give them authority to judge, but you basically are placing yourselves on this spotlight. And I did not want to be in the spotlight to where I could lead anyone astray because that is not my intention, nor is it anything that I want to do. Like, I don't look at the word of God as just something that people can teach 
even though people can't teach it, it is so much more like this is healing. This is deliverance. This is repentance. This is salvation. This is transformation. This is love. This is acceptance. This is obedience. Like the word of God is life. The word of God is literally life. It is the word that has become flesh. Jesus came into this world to give us new life, eternal life and life eternally. And so when I think of someone who is on a platform, who is on a stage that is sharing the word of God, I know that I never want to lead anyone astray. And so I looked at myself as a teacher when really I'm not here to teach y'all anything. I'm going to give you the scripture. I'm going to give you what it's done for me. And then I'm going to let you know that you can go ahead and run and tell that. <laughs> and you can go look it up for yourself and apply it to your life if you want to. Um, but I'm just going to tell you what I've been called to do. Hey there, Storyteller. I just want to interrupt this episode really quick to let you know that Faith Audio Network is now open. Faith Audio Network is our community for storytellers like you, storytellers who listen to podcasts like this, storytellers who know they have a voice and they know that God has given them a powerful gift to be able to go out and speak for him, to give him glory. So if you know that you are interested in joining a community that is going to hold you accountable, that is going to pray with you, that is going to intercede on your behalf, and that's going to sharpen your faith, this is the community for you. To learn more and to register, please visit faithaudionetwork.com. That's faithaudionetwork.com. And so I was afraid, again, of leading people astray. And then I was also afraid of not being qualified enough. But there was a quote that I read that said that God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. And so really someone poured into me recently and they told me that it's not about the creation or me being on stage or me telling the story, it's about the creator. And a lot of times we miss the creator when we're so focused on the creation. So it's really not about me being a speaker and sharing my story. It's about me glorifying the creator who has brought me through what he's brought me through. And so we learned from these women, just based on the first nine passages or the first nine scriptures of um, this chapter, that you should not be afraid. First off, do not be afraid. Go. God has called you to go. Tell. Tell your testimony. Tell your story. Tell whatever it is that God is doing in your life. And then he said, I'm going to go ahead of you. So I should never be afraid because God has already gone ahead of me to prepare this place. Every stage that I step on, God has already gone ahead of me to prepare the audience. Every podcast episode that I record, God has already gone ahead of me to prepare the listeners. You know, the Holy Spirit, I even prayed before this. I asked the Holy Spirit to speak through me so that you guys don't hear anything about me. Not necessarily, like it's not me speaking, but it's the Lord speaking through me so that you can get the, the depth of it. But there's that. Um, and then he said, I'm going to meet you there. And Jesus proved that, like, he met the women on the road. He met Joshua in the promised land. He met Moses when he was going through all of the various situations that he had to go through to get the people delivered from Egypt, Jesus. That's a whole nother story. Um, and he met Abraham. Like, God has always been faithful of his word. He says that he would never leave us nor forsake us. And so who are we to even question um, that he's going to leave us and forsake us when even before Jesus even came along, he was faithful in his word and he said he was never going to leave them and he did not. So that's one. That's the first aspect of the story. Number two, when we look at Matthew 28, starting at verse 11, it talks about the report of the guard. 
Now, the women had witnessed this angel, but the guards also witnessed this angel. And it says here, Matthew 28, 11 through 15, it says, as the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and told the priest what had happened. And a meeting with the elders was called and they decided to give the soldiers a large bribe. And they told the soldiers, you must say, Jesus's disciples came during the night while we were sleeping and they stole his body. And if the governor hears about this, we'll stand up for you and you won't get in trouble. And so the guards accepted the bribe, said what they were told to say, and their story spread widely, widely among the Jews, and they still tell it today. Now, this is the report of the guards. We see here that the same thing applied to them. Do not be afraid. Go and tell your story. And that's what they did. But it went in the opposite way. So I just want this to be a warning that, first off, be careful who you listen to. Because there are people in positions of authority, there are people in positions of leadership who are um, accepting bribes, who are, you know, passing misinformation, you know, who are misconstruing the word of God. There are people in places of authority who are taking a testimony, who are taking the word of God and turning it into something that is a lie so that they can benefit from it. And the fact that it said that their story spread widely among the Jews and they still tell it today, we are thousands of years from this. And the fact that this is still in the Bible says that there are still stories that were lies, that were twisted back in Jesus's time, even before Jesus's time, that people are still telling today. So that's why I said when I was afraid that I was gonna mess with the word of God, just be careful what it is, test every spirit. Every single person that stands before you and preaches to be a preacher of the word of God, make sure that you know the word of God for yourself. Make sure that you know what God does and so that you're not easily swayed. Uh, as the Bible says, you're not tossed by the wind or waves very easily by new teachings. Like just make sure that you have a solid relationship with the Lord so that you can actually know his voice and discern his voice and no one else that you'll follow. You know, another, my, my, my shepherd knows I, the, the voice of a shepherd. I know, and I will not follow another. It's something like, it's one of the scriptures like that, but just make sure you know that, that, you know, Lord, the Lord for yourself. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting here tongue tied, but make sure you know the Lord for yourself because even these guards took that message. Do not be afraid. They went and they told what happened. And because they told what happened, the people decided, oh, okay, matter of fact, um, don't tell people that. Tell them this instead. We'll give you, we'll slide you a 50, you know, we'll slide you a Benjamin real quick. Don't tell them that. We're going to tell them this. And if the governor, who's another high authority person, finds out about this, we're going to stand with you and you're not going to get in trouble because this is the story and we're sticking to it. We don't know what stories have been misconstrued. So make sure you always test the spirit. Always ask the Lord to speak to you directly and make sure you test and know the word of God for yourself so that you can show yourself approved before the Lord. Okay. And then the third point is the great commission. Now, Mary and Mary, the women who saw Jesus, they were, they were afraid, but it said that they were so happy. Like it said that they were joyous. Actually, it said they were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. So when they ran and they told their testimony to the disciples, 
Jesus met them and greeted them. And so when they actually went to the disciples themselves, like this is before they meet the disciples, Jesus meets them, greets them, they worship him. But when they told the disciples what happened, they didn't believe them. Like they did not believe that these women had seen Jesus. They're like, okay, yeah, he's dead. So y'all tripping. There's no way you saw him in the flesh. He's, he's gone. We were all there. We all witnessed it. You guys are crazy. So then Jesus meets them. And in Matthew 28, 16 through 20, the chapter finishes with the Great Commission, and it reads, the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some of them doubted. And Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey my commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of age. That's Matthew 28, 16 through 20. And so here, the women have encountered Jesus. They have accepted his call. They have accepted that he is alive. They have accepted that he is there. They went and told their story. The disciples did not believe them, but they still obeyed. And they went to Galilee because Jesus instructed the women don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee and they will see me. That was verse 10. They have now left for Galilee. So they were obedient still. And the, the disciples left for Galilee. It says going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. But some of them doubted. How can we have, how do I want to put this? For someone who saw the Lord, walked with the Lord, was a disciple of the Lord, witnessed miracles from the Lord, watched him be crucified, and is now seeing him in the flesh, still doubt that the word that he delivered before he left, he told them, I am going to the Father, like I, I literally need to die. He explained all this to them. Um, he told them, how is it that they can still doubt even though he is in the flesh? When you look at Mark and Luke and I don't think it was in John, but when you look at Mark and Luke, it talks about how Jesus even was like, how, how can you have so much disbelief? Like, how can you have so much disbelief? I have holes in my hands and in my feet. Like, it's actually me, y'all. And these people did not believe that he was still real. They still doubted. They did not believe that he was still real. Um, but when they saw him, they worshiped him. So even with doubt in their heart, even with fear, people were still obedient. They still went, they still shared the story of the Lord and they still worshiped him. But what I love is that Jesus came, and this is verse 18, he came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. I'm going to repeat that for y'all. Jesus came and told his disciples, his disciples are his followers. His disciples are you. His disciples are me. He is saying, hey, y'all, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Jesus has been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Jesus is our president. He is our pastor. He is our teacher. He is our father. He is our mother, our parent, 
our disciplinarian, our savior, our salvation. He has been given all authority. So remember how previously with the report, the authority figures told the, the men to lie and that story was spread throughout the land and people still believe it today. Imagine how much more of a story the good news of Jesus Christ can be spread about the land if we tell about the authority figure that we have been given through Jesus, because Jesus has been given all authority on earth and in heaven. So we are on earth and Jesus is the only authority that we answer to and that we need to obey. He says, I have been given all authority on earth in verse 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus has been given authority, we can go out and tell the testimony of Jesus Christ. We can go out and share the good news of Christ because he has been given the authority. So it is not us speaking. It is the authority of Christ speaking through us about the good news that salvation and repentance are at hand for those who believe in Jesus. And so he said, go and make disciples of all the nations. That means go make people followers of me and baptize them, incorporate them into the family of Christ through the Father, Father God, through me, Jesus Christ, the Son, and through the Holy Spirit, the advocate, the friend that I am going to send you as soon as I leave this earth. And then he said, teach these new disciples, teach these new followers to obey all of the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always to the end of the age. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So I am 29. The Lord is with me to the end of the age. There are people who have died at 100. There are people who have died in their 70s. There are people who have died in their 90s. There are people who are still living past their hundreds. He is with us even to the end of the age. And so our purpose is to be disciples that go out and make disciples of all nations. Our purpose is to tell of the good news of Christ and to allow the Great Commission to be the mission of our day to day, because God has been given the authority. Jesus has all the authority. We don't have the authority. Jesus is all the authority. So here's our instruction. Don't be afraid. Go and tell. Go and tell the nations about what God is doing through you. Go and tell the nations about what God has done for you. Go and tell the nations about the story of Jesus Christ. That is how we know about Jesus today, because other people, these disciples, these 11 disciples, everyone who witnessed Christ, everyone who came in contact with him was given this commission. Go and tell the world about the good news of Christ and make disciples of every nation. And so because of them, we can. And now that we are here, there is no reason that we should be afraid to tell our story. There is no reason that we should be afraid to open up our mouths and share the testimony of the Lord and what he is doing in our lives. And there is no reason, I'm talking to myself, there is no reason that we should sit. There's no reason that we should be paralyzed by fear because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And he has the authority. And so I'm coming to you today to tell you, don't be afraid to share your story. Your story has the power to heal someone. Your story has the power to bless someone. Your story has the power to lead someone closer to Christ. Just as the story of Christ 
has the power to allow us to be in repentance and salvation and live an eternal life with our Heavenly Father. There is so much power in the testimony. There is so much power in the word of God becoming flesh. There is so much power in that. And we each have a testimony. Each and every one of us has a testimony. We just have to tap into our testimony. We just have to share our stories and not make up false stories or false reports like the like the guards. Because when we lie and we make up false reports, those lies can live on forever. They can, unfortunately. And we are told as one of the commandments to not lie, thou shalt not lie. <laughs> so why not be obedient? And why not accept this call that we have been given and accept these instructions to number one, don't be afraid. So remove all your fear and just go. Don't be afraid. Go quickly and tell the followers. Go quickly. Don't sit here and second guess what you're going to say or how you're going to say it or what you're going to wear on stage and if it contrasts anything or if you're qualified, just go. Don't be afraid. Take the message that you have been given. Take the message that the angel of the Lord has delivered to you. Take the message that the Lord is speaking through you to. Take the message and go. And tell the disciples, tell the followers, tell those who don't even believe what God is doing through you. And then you will see that God has already gone ahead of you and prepared a way for you. And like he said, you will see him there. Because God meets us when we go. Ooh, praise the Lord. God meets us when we go. So we shouldn't be afraid. We should seek the Lord with all of our hearts. Seek ye first the kingdom of God above all else, and these things will be added unto you. When we trust in the Lord with all of our heart, and we lean not on our own understanding, he directs our paths. He directs our path. And so literally, do not be afraid. Seek the Lord. Go and tell your story. Go and tell your testimony. Go and share what the Lord is doing through your life. And you will see that the Lord will meet you as you go. And that is the message that I have for you guys today. As we go through 2023, this is for me. And I don't know if it's for you, but I know it's for me. As I go through 2023, I'm going to tell my story. I am not going to be afraid. Even though the women were frightened, they were filled with great joy. Even though it's a kind of frightening situation, I'm still filled with great joy. I will not be afraid, but I will rush and I will give the followers of Christ, I will give the disciples, you people, hey y'all, the message that the angel of the Lord has delivered to me. And I know that as I go, Jesus will meet me and he will greet me and he will order my steps according to his word. And so I encourage you, don't be afraid, go and tell. Go and tell your story, go and tell your testimony, and Jesus will meet you there. Because our testimonies have that power to make disciples of all the nations. Our testimonies have the power to share the word of God and show that Jesus has all authority in heaven and on earth. And our testimonies have the power to let people know that God is with us always even to the ends of the age. And so that concludes this episode of Dear God. Wow, that's not this podcast. We are not recording Dear God, I'm grateful, but I am grateful 
And I think it's funny that I said this concludes the episode of Dear God, I'm Grateful because that was my closing for the Dear God, I'm Grateful podcast. But I am grateful today that the Lord has given me this message. I am grateful that the Lord has given me this confirmation that it is time to go and tell, that it is time to share my story. It is time to accept that call on stages and just put myself out there and see what the Lord has in store because he's already prepared a place for me. So I'm grateful for this word. And I'm grateful for you all. And I'm grateful for a new season of the podcast. Um, Thank you guys so much for tuning in with me. Once again, we are back. I have a whole lot of interviews lined up for y'all. Ooh, and they are good. Let me tell y'all, they are good. They are really good. And so I'm really excited about this season and some of the amazing women that I have lined up for you guys and the stories that you're going to hear and the testimonies that you're going to hear because we are called to share our story, tell our testimony. Um, So yeah, so that concludes this episode of the Iron Wifey podcast. I love you guys. Know that I'm praying for you and know that because Jesus has been given all authority on heaven and in earth, you have the power to go and make disciples of all the nations. And so whatever God is calling you to do, go and tell them. Go and tell the world about your story, about your testimony. Make sure you're released to do that first. Don't just be out here speaking to everybody. Be careful who you speak to, like the the reporters, the the guards who sent that false report. If they would have went and told another Christian, the word of God would have continued, but they went and told the wrong people. And that's why the lies continue. So be careful who you tell your story to, but go and tell about your testimony if you like. Hope that didn't contradict itself. I love y'all. I'm going to talk to y'all in another episode of the Iron Walkie Podcast. Know that I love you. God loves you. And I will talk to you guys soon. See you in another episode. Bye.